everybody. Thank you for joining us. We are Unleashed, No Judgments. I'm Jackie. And I'm Tess. And just real quick, I have to ask, how is married life treating you? Oh, we're jumping right in. It's fun. We actually haven't had full married life wedding experience because we went straight from wedding prep and wedding everything to fight life and fight prep because husband is now five days out from his next fight. And so it's been ticket sales and getting new t-shirts and selling those and promotions and sponsors and all of that fun stuff. But it still feels a little bit different. I think the biggest, and we mentioned it on the last episode-ish, maybe, the biggest thing has been the name change for me mm-hmm. and doing all of that. Oh, yeah. I officially have my driver's license changed. I have my professional state licensure for my employment change. So that means that everything at my work is now changing. Nice. But what's annoying is that, and it, and it makes sense, is that my email won't change, which they do the first name of our, the first letter of our first name and our entire last name. Mm-hmm. And so it will still have my maiden name as my work email, but all my work emails are going to be signed with my new legal last name. And so that's going to get a little bit confusing though, because yeah, people are going to be searching for Tess Schaefer and it's not going to be that. Yeah, that's going to, that might cause some confusion. Yeah. And I still need to find out if I need to get new releases of information legally, but who knows? That's a question for HR tomorrow. Yeah. But yeah, that name change process is, not to be rude, but annoying. Yes. Sorry, babe. I love you. It was so annoying. Oh, yeah. And it's so weirdly, like, I guess for me, like, anxiety provoking because it's like, I'm now, like, sending packages to me in my new name and everything like that. But then my credit cards are in my old name and I have to get that switched. And yeah, buying a new car we put under my new name, but... Yeah, my car insurance is still in my old name. All I have to do is call in, but I'm lazy, so... See, and you did something that... You mentioned this last time in the podcast that you had changed your passport first. Yes, because we were going on our honeymoon six months after the wedding, just because time-wise, that was the best time that worked out for both of us. And passports can take a while. Okay. Especially with COVID happening. So I just decided to play it safe and do the passport before the social security card. Okay. And a passport barely got there in time. See, and my mom told me, she's just like, oh, if you guys travel out of the country at all, you just have to use your old name when you travel to make it match your passport. Yeah, I wasn't sure. So I don't know if you would, it would have to match your ID or if it just has to match what's on the plane ticket. I wasn't sure, but I needed a new passport. But I think plane ticket has to match the passport. Ah. Because the passport counts as an ID, is my thought, at least, is my understanding. But because passports are expensive, and I think mine still has another, like, five or six years before it expires. (laughs) Oh, I got mine in 2019 when we went to Jamaica. And then I had to turn around in 2020 and get another one. And I had to pay full price for a brand new one. Exactly. (laughs) And I will say, the guy taking my photo, never again will I go to that post office because he had said, oh, that's a beautiful photo. You look great. And then printed it. And my hair was messed up. (laughs) Did not look good. It literally looks like I'd been on a bender because I'd run my fingers through my hair 
and it didn't fall properly. And instead of saying, hey, do you want to fix your hair? He just let it go. So Of course they don't care about that. Now I got that photo for 10 years. Great. Well, don't worry. I walked into my, I didn't even think about it. I walked into my driver's license appointment because yes, we still have to make appointments at the DLD here for like name changes and stuff to get my name and my address changed on my driver's license. It's just like, oh yeah, come over and take a picture. And I'm like, uh, um, I don't <laughs> want to. I was like, can I use the old picture? She's like, nope, new name, new picture. Wouldn't it be great if we could just send them a picture that we liked or just bring one with us? I was like, oh, our Facebook profile picture. I mean, I can see why they would have issues with that. <laughs> Thankfully, I had my hair done because I was sick of just wearing a top knot bun because I was over it because being 32 weeks pregnant is exhausting and I feel like I have a third of my energy. I had no makeup on. I had a lovely zit on my chin, so <laughs> yeah. Those always pop up at the best moments. Wasn't super excited, but got my new ID, got my new picture, so I feel you on the picture pink. She's like, oh, that's a great picture, and I look at it, I'm like, why are you so zoomed in? Like, couldn't you take it back just a little bit? Do you guys have any filters, anything? No, no filters. We've talked about this. That, oh, that's right. No filters, people. I don't need filters. I just don't need it zoomed in where my cheeks are literally touching either side of the picture because you're so close. Okay, that is really zoomed in. I was like, why are you so close to my face? <laughs> I went to a DMV one time where the guy actually retook my photo like three times and then added like a little shading or something to it also. Interesting. It was a slow day there. <laughs> but I'm sure you were very thankful for it. Oh, I was. But yes, yeah, sorry, distraction. But yes, married life has been fun. It makes me very, very happy. It's just been busy. Oh, yeah. It'll die down, though. Well, not for you. Never mind. You're going to welcome a kid soon. I am about <laughs> seven and a half weeks out from welcoming a kid. But mind you, once this fight is over, unless husband decides to take another fight before the baby comes, which would be very quick turnaround, we get about seven weeks just to hang out the two of us while prepping for a baby so well that'll be nice it'll be different how has your time been and week been oh well week's been okay we ended it on a pretty busy note cooper our sweet little boy our dog he had fho surgery which is femoral head ostectomy he has really severe hip dysplasia ouch so they had to go in and remove the head and the neck from his femur. So that's basically done to kind of alleviate pain. Did they replace it or just cut off the head and the neck of the femur of your dog? I think they just cut it off. Huh. The way one of my friends described it, and she used to be a vet tech, is when they cut it off, they just kind of wire the leg back together. Interesting. Yes. So he has been pretty much just kind of sleeping, but we cannot have him really be by himself. We just kind of monitor him. He has to work the cone of shame. Okay. And he absolutely hates it. And the reason why we have to monitor him is because he tries to move in his kennel because we have him kenneled, as we were told. Aww. But he'll try to move and he'll get the cone stuck in a really awkward position. So one of us has to be there to kind of fix it for him or to make sure that he's not moving too much. Oh, gotcha. Okay. But he seems to be doing really well. 
we have to walk him with a sling on his back legs. We just we use a towel so that way we can kind of pull up on him so he's not putting any weight. But he's really wanting to kind of get and move around. So the fact that he's already showing that he wants to start walking again and be mobile is really it's a really good thing the vets told us. Yeah, absolutely it is. Yeah, so we take him back in tomorrow on Monday for his checkup. Perfect. How has your week been? Like I said, it's just been busy. Lots of name changes. I did get a new car, though, which has been an experience that I've never had before. <laughs> How was it? What'd you get? I got a brand new 2021 Nissan Rogue. Nice. Yes, I'm very excited. Because my other car, I mean, it still runs very well, but it is 16 years old. It has 290,000 miles on it. That's a lot. And it's slowly been getting more and more little problems there with like rotors or struts and brakes and everything like that, that it was just, let's get a new secure fun, not fun, but I think it's one <laughs> of safe, safe, secure car that we can feel comfortable in before the little one comes. Yeah. Was I think the biggest motivation for it. That's good. So yeah, really excited for it. How was your DMV experience? My DMV or dealership? Oh, I'm sorry. Dealership. My bad. <laughs> we were just talking about yeah. it, so I get it. Um, it was interesting. I hate going to places like that. So at first it started off with me going to a used car dealership at referral from one of my friends. And I had talked to her about it. She had made a call to the guy that she had bought her car from and everything like that. But then when I pulled up, I'm looking at their selection on their lot and I see maybe two cars that I would want to drive. Ooh. And then I left. And then I was talking to Cole. And he was like, you should probably go back considering that our friend put in your name and called them and said that you would be coming by today. And it was such a bummer that he was right. It always is. <laughs> Have you ever had that obligation of like needing to do something because someone else connected you or referred you to it? Yeah. I had a friend tell his boss that I would come and stage at the restaurant and I didn't want to because I had no plans of ever working at that restaurant. Staging is essentially going in and working for a night, usually for free. I'm really thankful that you explained that considering that I know you saw the confusion on my face <laughs> and I was trying to find a good way of asking that, but then I struggled to even pronunciate it. So <laughs> yeah, so I did not want to do that. Also, it was like an hour away. Did you end up doing it though? I did end up doing it because I didn't want to make my friend look bad. Exactly. And fun fact, one of my old friends was actually working at the restaurant. So it's a little reunion. So you got a good positive out of it. I did, but I didn't take the job. Honestly, the boss was a douche. Fucking dick. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's what, and that's where it bit me too. I got there because I didn't even get out of the car the first time. I got there, went to go ask for the specific person that she told me to. Oh, he was off that day. Are you kidding? <laughs> so like, oh, gross. And so I ended up test driving one vehicle there, which was actually okay. I didn't expect that they were just going to give me the keys and say go, which they did. <laughs> so that was kind of nice on that one. And then that actually helped give me encouragement for... Later that day, I went online, I filled out an application for Nissan to do like a test drive for the car that I wanted, which I ended up buying. And the guy immediately calls me. He's like, oh, do you want to come in tomorrow? Do you want to come in today? When do you want to be here? And I was like, 
screw it, might as well come in today. And so went down and I walk in and he's like, hey, I have like three cars lined up for us. And I'm thinking, oh shit, let's see how this goes. Cause I went in alone, pregnant, female. We hear all the cliches, right? Oh yeah. Of, oh, they're going to be able to spot that you haven't done this before. They're going to be like right on you. They're going to try and talk you up because they're not going to think anything. So I was nervous, like I'll admit it, to go in because I was like, I don't have my husband here. They're going to try and take advantage of me. And as soon as he's like, I have three cars lined up, I was super thinking that was going to happen. But surprisingly, like he didn't. He walked out. He's like, hey, so here's the one that you like. Like here's the basic one. But this one right next to it is the premium platinum version with all the bells and whistles and the wave your foot under the back to let the door open and the giant moon roof. And I was like, nope. He's like, what? And I said, well, first off, it has leather interior and I don't want leather. He goes, okay, we won't even look at that one anymore. And I was so surprised that he just stopped and respected that. See, that's nice. Versus like, versus like, no, 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 no. Don't worry about it. Like the leather seats, like... If you're worried about it getting too cold on you, like it has, like I was waiting for him to try and butter me up, and he was just like, "All right, that one's even off the map." Then I was like, "Oh, thank you." <laughs> like it was a surprise. Yeah, that doesn't normally happen to me. I normally tell them my budget, tell them what I'm looking for, they acknowledge what I just told them, and then take me to the cars that are way too expensive. And I'm like, "All right, great. <laughs> no, I don't want this." <laughs> Again, this is my budget. I don't know if you think I'm just some person pretending to not be rich, but let me assure you, I'm not rich. This is my budget. Can we please go to those cars over there? Yeah. Or, yeah, they do that where they constantly want to upsell you or just try to guide you toward what they want to sell you. Yeah. And the last time I bought a car, my current car, I actually found it online at the dealership, set it up for a test drive, and just went ahead and got it. It had everything I needed. It was in the right price. I had to work later on that day, so I didn't have time. (laughs) Yeah, and so test drove that one, really liked it. He, I mean, obviously did the little salesman pitch as I'm driving around on it, but it was good. And then I did test drive another one just to see a different type of car just to see to make sure right yeah which worked for me and then I was like yep I'm not gonna be and I told him straight out too I'm not gonna be buying this without my husband here like we would likely come back tomorrow or the next day to see it but I'm not gonna be doing it today and he actually respected that too and wasn't trying to be pushy of like oh let's just get him on the phone and talk to him or anything like that he was just very very good so you mentioned the kind of the test drive, getting to do that yourself. I haven't gotten to do that. And I will say I always, for some reason, when I test drive a car and I have somebody else in there, I get so nervous. So we, I only got to do the test drive on my own at the used car dealership. Oh, okay. When I was actually at the brand new Nissan dealership, it was with me and the salesperson there. Cause he was trying to show me how like all the cameras work and the sensors and it has like the stay in your lane warnings and everything like that. But I totally really, I definitely got nervous. And I was like, I'm sorry if I'm jerky on the brakes. Like, I'm used to my old 16-year-old car. Like, if I hit the brakes too hard, it's because I'm not used to actually having a good vehicle that's reactive. Or if I hit the gas too hard. Yeah. So I got, I got very nervous too. I ran, well, I don't want to say I ran. The light was yellow. 
and it had turned red and I wasn't going to be able to stop in time. So I just kind of kept going through it. And I got so nervous that there was like a camera that would catch me. And the guy I was with goes, there's no license plates on this car. They're not going to catch you. You can run all the lights you want. I was like, oh shit. Okay, here we go. (laughs) Perfect. Thank you for that. Which I mean, hey, it's more comforting at least. Yeah. So yeah. So did that. The next day, husband came down with me. I was getting a little annoyed because the guy that like had helped me the day before wasn't answering his phone or his text messages. And so when we got there, another salesperson had to be like, oh yeah, I'll call him. And he's like, oh, he's out delivering a car to somebody, Hmm. which is apparently a service that they do. And this kid was like, let me help you. He seemed to be a few crowns short of a full set. (laughs) This kid did not know what he was doing. He was a little bit confused. Like it took him a solid, I would say like a solid five, 10 minutes for him to even find the car on the lot for me to test drive. And he pulled up in the premium one, even though I told him I don't want the one with the leather seats and stuff. But the nice thing is, is that he's like, well, the only difference is like all the little extras. So why don't you and your husband still go take it for a test drive and I'll go find the one that you want. So that one we got to do alone, which wasn't bad. And it was fine. That was our upsell tactic, Tess. I guess. (sighs) But then, I mean, I think the funniest part was this kid at the end is like, here's like the most important part of my job. Here's a survey with the, I don't even know how he said it. Was it recommended or hopeful answers or like baseline answers? Like he literally gives you a sheet that was, here's how we want you to answer the questions at a minimum. Okay. He's like, so if you answer exactly this way, then I'll pass. And he's like, if you're going to give me a bad score, I'd rather that you don't answer. Like it still counts as a fail, but I'd rather that you don't answer versus giving me a crap score. Why even offer the survey? Well, and it's funny because he like offered me the survey with the set answers, said, oh, I'm going to give you a second copy of the answers and put it in your glove box so you don't lose it. Hmm. That's weird. But then as we're like going through the questions, Cole mentioned, he goes, well, the kid kind of sucked. Like we're going through the questions and it would have been no's to most of them. Yeah. Because it was questions like, oh, did he show you how to use the navigation system? Did he offer to connect your phone to the new car? Did he talk to you about warranties? Did he talk to you about this? And the kid didn't do any of it. Huh. wonder if he was new and on probation or something. I have no clue. It was definitely interesting. And I never had seen something like that where it's like, here's the answers that we want you to give. Everything we wished we got while we were in school. The answers to the test. Right? And I was like, uh, what do you your boss want to know if you're just kind of screwing people over yeah did they also do that thing where they made you sit and wait while they were pretending to get you a good deal not really he had gone back to he had taken like oh what's your credit score what's this what's that and then said what he got us a breakdown of like what type of leases or payment plans we could get but it wasn't really the get you a good deal it was just oh let me figure out what your payments would look like based off of how much money you can put down and la di da da I, again, this is where we differ. I always get the people who are like, oh, well, let me go talk to my manager if I can get you a good deal or a better deal or something like that. And I'm just like, can I please just buy the car? We know that's what you're not actually going to go do. <laughs> Ye of little faith. Or one time I had taken my car into a different dealership because I moved. So I took it to a Kia dealership that was closer to where I was living currently. And when I called to make my appointment, the guy had Facebook stalked me. So when I got there, he was already walking up to me, which 
kind of freaked me out a little bit. He goes, oh, you're Jackie. And I was like, how do you know? He goes, oh, I looked you up on Facebook. And I was like, what? I don't know if you can do that. Yeah. I mean, he can, but for a salesperson to look you up on Facebook so he knows what you look like is kind of creepy. Yeah. So I go in, deal with this guy. He's like, oh, well, I can get you a better deal on your extended warranty if you just go ahead and refinance with us. I'm like, no, can you please just check my Bluetooth? That's all I need. That's it. Just the Bluetooth. So then he had me sit in his office and he went over everything that <laughs> if I refinanced what I could save on. It's like, no, I'm just seriously, please. I, again, I had to go to work later on that day. I just would have told him to shove off. You're much kinder than me. I wouldn't have sat in there. I would have been like, look, I'm not doing this. Can't do this. Don't have time for this. Leave me alone. That's not the creepiest thing that's ever happened to me at a dealership. I need to stay away from dealerships. Another time I went to a dealership, which was where I got my car from. And this is a different car. This is way before. A guy that I'm sitting there talking at the front desk with because I was waiting on my car to get serviced. I was leaving almost on my way home. I get a text message from this number I don't know. Interesting. The kid had looked my number up in the system and texted me, which he actually was not supposed to do, per his admission. See, yeah, that's not okay. They did a, a texting thing through the dealership for me, but then when I was in there the next day, I could see that it was set up, it was set up through the Nissan dealership. Like, it was set up through their programming. Oh, no, no, he just texted me. You know, he was texting to ask me out. <laughs> so that was odd. Well, I mean, you just made a great impression. Guess so. Take it as a compliment. Creepy, yes. You can take it as a compliment that he creeped on your number to be able to ask you out while trying to sell you a car. Which, I mean, that's great and flattering. <laughs> but boy, was it really awkward when I went back in to go get my oil changed or whatever. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sure it is. I think, I don't know if the kid heard me because I was going on the list and I had my back to where it was. And I was like, well, he didn't do this. He didn't do this. He didn't do this. And Cole's like, well, he's right there. And the kid, as we're leaving, he's like, oh, let me double check your gas. Like, we should make sure that you have a full tank of gas. He goes, oh, yeah, let's get you across the street to the gas station. Here's a voucher. They'll fill you up for free on us. And then he's like, oh, yeah, your first three oil changes are through the dealership for free. He's like, next time you come in, find me and I'll make sure we get you another tank of gas. And I was like, huh. I mean, because we know that gas is like gold, right? Yeah. I don't know what gas is like for you out there. We're at about, we're close to three fifty a gallon. Um, I think we're right around three or maybe a little over. I'm not sure. Again, I don't leave my house. Yeah, we're between three thirty-five and three fifty a gallon in more rural Utah, like a couple hours away from me. Mm-hmm. There's some places that are like up to four dollars a gallon already. Oh my. So, I mean, yeah, I'll play that card really right and make sure when I go in for my first oil change to have it pretty much empty so I can get an f- entire free tank of gas. But it was just interesting that that was set at the end. And so now I'm just enjoying the joy of a new car and the anxiety that comes with it. I have never had a brand new car before, ever. Every single car that I've had up until now has been given to me by family or bought off a of family. Well, nice. I've never had a new car either. But that was always my choice. And so, well, because right now a lot of used cars are going for more expensive than new cars. That's interesting. I wonder why. Cole explained it to me, so I'll try as best as I can to remember. 
Apparently it's something to do with like COVID and how a lot of the mining got shut down within the states and a lot of importing is difficult that they don't have the metals to make the microchips in the computers for the car. Hmm. So they have a lot of these like models of trucks and vehicles made, but they don't have the computers and the microchips to put into them. So I don't know if that means that they're getting the used cars microchips to put in the new ones or if it's just the used cars. I don't know, understand why that would make used cars more expensive than new but it's definitely a little bit weird yes yes it is like for my the used car that i was that i test drove had thirty-seven thousand miles on it and it was two years old they wanted 34 grand for it goodness my brand new car was appraised between six and four grand less so it's just definitely interesting but yeah now i get the anxiety of a new car i got the car yesterday I had a dream last night that I totaled the car. Not a good dream. <laughs> Not a good dream. I want to ban my dog from my car. <laughs> what happened? Because I love my dog. He is a puss. We're not sure why he was so terrified yesterday. So th- I got the rogue so he could stand in the very back. Right. No longer on my back seat. So I went and I put the car, s- the car seat cover, like the hair catcher. Mm-hmm into the very back of my car to be able to still help catch the hair. And it literally took us a couple minutes to get him into the back of the car because he would not get into it. Oh, poor puppy. I wonder if maybe it was like the smell or it was just different. The smell, the different size. Like, I don't know. Maybe it looked too small for him and he freaked out. So we got him in the first time and he did okay. So the next round that we had him in the car, I was like, hey, like, let's lay the seat all the way down flat. Mm-hmm. So he'll have the entire back because my entire second roll lays down flat. And he did okay with that because then he could be right up next to us. Right. But he was stumbling. He didn't have anything to lean up against. Like he was really anxious and nervous about it. But he did okay. But this morning we went to go drive him over to the in-law's house so he could have like hang out in the backyard. The butthead, asshole dog, as my husband gets out to go walk around the car to open the hatchback, jumps out my window. Ooh. Which we have never seen him do before. Obviously, my automatic anxiety is that he just scratched the crap out of my brand new interior. Yeah. Or the window or something. Or the paint jumping out. Because the window doesn't roll all the way down. Oh, he jumped out your back window? Yeah. He jumped out my back window. So I was like, dude. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, okay. So that was like first. And I was like, hey, well, when we pick him up today, he is staying in the very back. Let's fast forward a few hours to after pool day, which was so much fun, to him being so afraid to get in the back again. We finally get him in there, and then the asshole jumps from the back of the car over into my back seat, Hmm. where there is not a cover. (laughs) He is in a shedding phase because we are 100 degrees out here in Utah, and it's hot, and he's a big old fluffy German shepherd. And then he refuses to get out of the backseat. Aww. Mind you, I immediately want to smack him and try and drag him out. Husband stops me because he's smart. He goes, I don't want him to pee himself again out of fear. And I was like, touche. Yeah, you don't want to replace that new car smell with dog urine. No, not 24 hours later. (laughs) So I had to put on my big girl panties and just drive home with him in the backseat. And immediately walked upstairs and grabbed the vacuum and had to walk down. And vacuum out my new car to get all of the dog hair and the dirt out. And it did not make me happy. So now I'm trying to figure out what we're going to do with him in my car. So 
I wonder if they have like a netting that you can put up. We're going to end up having to get one of those. Yeah. Eventually. But it's just that new car anxiety, that new car of like, don't ruin it yet. <laughs> yeah, you're parking at the opposite end of the parking lot where there are no cars, where the employees have to park usually. <laughs> I haven't gone that far. I've parked in normal parking spots already. I used to park way out there when I first got my car. Now I'm just like, all right, where's the closest fucking spot? <laughs> I'm lazy. I don't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just park in the fire lane? <laughs> this building's not on fire. It's fine. I'll be in and out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so hopefully the I don't have another nightmare of me totaling my car. Yeah. Please. I did see where a guy in Ohio, I believe, a cicada had flown into his car through an open window, hit him in the face, and he drove his car, I'm assuming accidentally, into a pole. And the look of the car, not good. Air, like, all airbags are deployed. Pretty sure that car might be totaled. That's terrifying. We don't have cicadas in Utah, do we? Yeah, no cicadas in Utah. But I did witness cicadas when I was in upstate New York for college. I, knock on wood, haven't seen or heard any of them yet Ooh, have you seen those videos of like the people in texas that have like snakes crawl out of their air conditioning vents and stuff like that oh my no no <laughs> when i see a snake i scroll up i don't like them snakes spiders insects bugs nope i don't like them at all no thank you oh yeah no i see that all that i saw those because i don't do snakes that well either not a big fan but I can't even imagine seeing a little snake just come out of your air conditioning vent or for, out from under your seat or... The toilet. Yeah. I've seen them in the toilet. Like, that's a fear. When I open the toilet, don't let there be a fucking snake in there, please. Any of our listeners, props to you if you live in Texas and have dealt with that or live in other states. I've only seen the news on Texas, so I'm not trying to specify that one if you guys have stories of hidden animals just happens in texas go ahead and share those with us on the instagram or the facebook because we'd love to hear them i'll have tess look at the snakes <laughs> jackie will let me know when you send them i'm cringing right now she is squirming so Ugh. bad on this video right now guys she is just don't like that. no yeah so i mean i've never heard of that happening in utah we do have rattlesnakes that are starting to come out again because it's that time of year. Mm -mm. But that's out when we're like hiking and stuff, not in our cars. That's why I don't hike. <laughs> so kind of going back to like Cooper having a surgery and having to be always w have somebody with him. Yeah, let's go on the happy let's go on the happy side of dogs because I still don't want to pet mine <laughs> after he jumped over my seat. He may just need a few more rides in the car just to get used to it or treats or some kind of positive reinforcement yes that was the word thank you <laughs> but cooper has to be in his kennel pretty much all the time because they he cannot have weight on his foot right now so tom has been sleeping in the living room and when you share a bed with somebody for years and years and you're basically you have your one side that you're on and your spouse or significant other decides to sleep in the living room and it's for a good reason not because you guys got in a fight or what have you. Oh, yeah. The middle of the bed just hits different. Oh, 100%. <sighs> I feel this every morning because Cole gets up between two to two hours to an hour before I get out of bed. Mm -hmm. And so as soon as he's up and he's gone, I just scooch over <laughs> the foot and a half. So I'm right in the middle of the bed. 
Oh, yeah. When I used to work, I would get up the same two and a half, whatever hours before Tom gets up. And I would come back in the bedroom to give him a kiss before I left. That motherfucker would be sprawled out in the middle <laughs> of the bed, just living his best sleeping life while I'm awake and schlepping it to work. Ugh, the nerve. My husband's sitting across the room from me as I'm recording in his face as I just admitted that. I was like, wow, way to be. Oh, I told Tom last night, he looked almost, like, hurt by that. Sorry. It's true. Like. I mean, I love you, but. Doesn't mean that I don't love you. (laughs) Right. Although, apparently, quote unquote, in my sleep, I like to flail an arm. (laughs) And sometimes it lands on his head or face. Oh, are you a night puncher? No, I think I just kind of turn and I like to lay my arm flat. Gotcha. See, I mean, it could have been like me where I, it was a couple months ago, I was legitimately having a nightmare where I was speaking. Hey, it's funny. It came back to the purge. I had a dream. (laughs) It always comes back to the purge. That like there was about to be a purge and I was driving to my friend's apartment downtown. But then he's like, hey, can you stop and pick up Dan who's on the way? And I was like, sure. So I go to pick up our friend Dan and then my car dies and then we go to jump in his car and he has, like, some other guy with him. And he's like, yeah, we're all going to Landon's. And then the purge happens. And, like, these guys are trying to, like, pull me out of the backseat of the car. Like, they're trying to attack the car. And so I'm trying to punch this guy in my dream. And I woke up punching Cole. <laughs> so just kind of acted out upon my dream. <laughs> he was like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, bad dream. Like, it wasn't hard or anything. But it was definitely one of those, like, oh, crap moments. It happens. Well, Cole shouldn't have been there. (laughs) When you're sleeping and you hit somebody, it's not your fault. It's fine. We've all been there. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm glad that you specify it's only when they're not there for good reason or like going to work or whatever, because I am still in the stage of the relationship of I can't sleep if Cole's like out of town. Like it is genuinely hard for me to fall asleep in our bed alone if he's like out on a hunt with his dad or down doing a fight training somewhere like it is hard for me to not sleep I mean it is hard for me to sleep when he's not around like usually this is what's funny usually I am all lights need to be off like we even unplug the tv that's in our bedroom because that little lower light is too bright for me I have to have earplugs in like all of it like quiet darkness all of it for me to be able to sleep when he's home if he's not home I leave one earplug out Sometimes I even have the lamp on, I have my Kindle on, like I have to fall asleep reading or I'll like turn Netflix on to my Kindle, but like I won't have my Kindle facing me, I'll just have like face up to have a light source. Like it's so crazy to see the difference when he's home versus not. Tom had to go do an overnight trip and I didn't sleep very well with him not being there. And it was also the fact that I love true crime podcasts, true crime shows, true crime everything. So my first time being home alone since we've moved in together, I'm a little scared. Mostly because I got in my head, but I survived. (laughs) Cole calls me out on that when I have nightmares. He goes, you probably shouldn't be listening to your murder ladies. That's what he calls the My Favorite Murder Podcast. You probably shouldn't be listening to them so close to bed. Yeah, probably. I like to watch lighthearted things before going to bed. So how much longer do you get to enjoy the center of your bed before husband is back or... Does this mean now that you admitted it, 
he's going to try and kick you to the couch and he's going to get the center of the bed. Uh, no, he says the couch is really comfortable to sleep on, so he can keep the couch. I am not leaving the center of the bed, so he's going to have to just figure out his new sleeping arrangements. Sorry, babe. Center of the bed. Dibs for life. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't see that going well. You can let me know how that plays out for you. How long that works for you that you're saying you just get the center of the bed now. Yeah, I don't think that's going to go very well at all. But you get like, what, one or two more days with Cooper? Or it depends at least on his doctor's appointment tomorrow? It depends on the doctor's appointment tomorrow, but I at least get tonight. Perfect. Enjoy that tonight then. Oh, I will. Oh my goodness. But I actually do usual... Uh, no. I don't really know what my side of the bed is. My side of the bed is like two-thirds of the bed. But I like to sprawl. And I have a weighted blanket. So the weighted blanket itself takes up two-thirds of the bed. Gotcha. So, I mean, if the blanket takes it up, it's mine. See, right now we're in the fun point of pregnancy where I just have like a full body pillow. I have a thing about having weight on my feet and pressure on my feet when I sleep. So I have a pillow on my feet. And then I have the pillow for my head. But then Cole also has like two or three pillows. So there's just one point in the middle of the night where we just have a wall of pillows separating us. <laughs> we have the, because we'll both kick blankets off. I will kick the comforter off and I usually just have my weighted blanket on. And he'll kick off both of the blankets. And I will sometimes kick off the weighted blanket. So we just have blankets down the bed. Yeah, props to you for being able to sleep with a weighted blanket. I have my weighted blankets that I use for my own like anxiety stuff but I can't sleep with them oh really oh I love it see and I love it but I would get too dependent on it that also might be what it is because I will sometimes wake up almost feeling like I can't breathe kind of like I have pressure on my chest and then as soon as I put my weighted blanket on I almost immediately feel better and I can fall back to sleep gotcha so yeah a little bit of that happening yeah which my friend actually and this is kind of shifting gears a little bit she tried to give me and i respectfully told her no they have baby swaddle onesie things now where it kind of looks like it's like a self swaddler and it has like velcro straps so it's kind of like putting your baby in a straight jacket but hers also has little sandbags to make it like a weighted swaddler to help calm them oh interesting and it like the concept I get, but I also was like, um, no thanks. I don't want to start my child with an anxiety disorder and needed a weighted blanket. Yeah, that's going to come later in life no matter what, so. Like, I am a therapist. I say that from like the best part possible, but also we need to think of the way that we're raising children and that conditioning aspect. Like, if they're expecting to have that pressure and that weight, because they're just like, it's literally little sandbags that are built into these outfits yeah to make it like weighted weighted onesies for babies it's a thing and i was like that's kind of just setting up your kid to constantly need that for the rest of their lives i mean should a newborn have anything weighted on it though they're so tiny i mean it's not like it's super heavy but it's at mm. least there i don't know i don't like it but either way like i feel like that's a too much of adjusting the self-soothing she's like no it just helps her soothe and I was like, that doesn't help her self-soothe. That just is building an anxiety disorder, like I said. Is it a self-soother for the baby or is it more for the parent? I have no clue. Yeah, is it, is it almost like a way to kind of take a little off, little bit off the parent? I don't know. It's a magic question. It was just a weird new thing that I've seen. 
But I mean, I'm also one that's, I have a couple of them upstairs. I'm intrigued to see how much I use if I use these little swaddler straight jacket things on the baby. Hmm. I don't know what you're talking about exactly because I've never seen it, but I will look it up. Perfect. But yeah, sorry. Kind of went a little bit off there, but that's okay. It just goes back to things that we've talked about before and how are we, I don't know, just society nowadays and things that we expect to have and need constantly. Oh, yeah. I constantly think about what it would have been like to live back in like the 70s or 80s because I feel like I constantly have my phone in my hand. Oh, yeah. I don't even want to look at anything. I just have it. And I, out of habit, will open up Facebook or open up Instagram or open up Twitter or TikTok. Even though I just looked at it and I just closed it out, it's almost, it's like, it's a habit. It's, just, it's like my go-to. I'm like, I'm sensing some boredom. So I just click on Facebook and it's like, ugh, I just looked at all this stuff. Why am I, why am I opening it? Why, why? And then not five seconds later, are you reopening Facebook? Like you didn't find anything on there and then you accidentally reopen it and you're like, what the, what am I doing? Yeah. It's, it's just, why are our brains geared to a dependency of like social media? I'm not sure. Have you seen though that Facebook has a new thing that's called your time on Facebook? Uh, I haven't, but Instagram has that. I accidentally came across it. Yeah, so when I was, and I found this when I was trying to change my name on Facebook, if you go to the menu option and you scroll down to, like, the settings and privacy, there's a thing now that says your time on Facebook. I don't want to look at it. And it shows you how much time you're spending on Facebook. <laughs> oh, I don't want to see that. But it also has other options like quiet mode and daily reminders of, like, hey, you've maxed out your time that you want to choose on Facebook. So, it's like, let's say it's like, oh, I only want to do an hour scrolling on Facebook. Mm-hmm. It will then send you a reminder and like an alarm of, hey, you've hit your allotted Facebook time that you're goal for, which is kind of cool. Like, so it, yes, it tells you how much time you have, but you can also set limits for it. And when you see that how much time you spend on it, it could also kind of make you want to change habits. Oh, yeah, because there's also even because there's screen time apps for that, too. Just like overall screen time that you're spending on your phone that monitors how much time you've like actually turned your phone on and has it been social media or phone or messaging or pictures and it breaks down just the time that you've spent on your phone. I've seen a lot of people actually be shocked by how much time their phone is turned on and make changes because of it. I honestly do not think I would be shocked. I I am aware that I'm on my phone a lot and I know it has a lot to do with I have a lot of free time. Well I don't want to say I have, I have a lot of free time but I have a lot more free time. So usually when I kind of catch myself constantly going to a social media, I try to change it and I will go play a game instead. I know it's still being on my phone, but it is getting away from social media and doing something else. Yeah. No, well, I mean, and that's actually a conversation that Cole and I were having today about like, how are we keeping our brain sharp? Because sometimes it is nice just to scroll, see how people are doing, kind of turn off your brain after a busy day. But also like I have a Sudoku app on my phone where I at least try and do one Sudoku a day to try and just keep my brain a little bit sharp. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's something a little bit more cognitive. I have adding games on my phone. Awesome. Yeah. So it's things like that that's a little bit more cognitively triggering that it's not just numbing. Yeah. It's it's making your brain work. It's almost, it's like not learning, but it is, it's a brain exercise. Yep. Absolutely. 
I used to do luminosity and I loved it. That hasn't been around in a while. Yeah, I think I've done that. Yeah. So, but this actually puts me kind of into my wholesome moment for the day. If I'm okay to jump into that or do we have other things to jump into? Oh, absolutely. No, let's wholesome moments. So, oh, it's been so hot. As we know, like there's heat waves going across the country. Utah in particular, like down in Salt Lake Valley, it's unseasonably warm. They have a high of like 105, 106. Down in southern Utah and like Vegas, it's going to get up to 115, potentially 120. Oh, oh. But it's a dry heat though, right? It's a dry heat, but it's still just very unseasonably warm. Yeah. We have tons of wildfires going on. My brother's got sent on one. Oh, no. So not exactly. That's not my wholesome moment. Please, people, be safe. Be aware if you're dragging chains, if you're in an area with high fire danger. Like, please be smart. Put out your fires. No matter where you're camping, put out fires. Don't do any crazy explosive gender reveals. Yeah, none like that, please. Anything like that. Anyway, so my friend, um, she just moved into an apartment that has a lovely pool, and she invited us down for a pool day. I am absolutely a water baby in some sets like I love the pool I love being around the water I love being on a floaty especially being 32 weeks pregnant I have a floaty that allows me to lay on my stomach which I haven't been able to comfortably do in like four or five months oh my yeah so that's my first half of the wholesome moment is having a floaty that I could lay on my stomach today and just actually relax and not have it hurt was incredible that's good. The second the second point of my wholesome moment that came back to the phones was I was genuinely happily away from my phone for almost like three hours today. It was so nice that, yeah, I would randomly like just peek at it and check it if I walked back to the table where we had the snacks and the drinks. But otherwise, like I felt no need to be on my phone. I wasn't scrolling Facebook while I was sitting by the pool. I wasn't looking at social media in any way. I didn't pull up my Snapchat. Like, I loved it. And I loved looking at being like, huh, my phone's still at 85% because I haven't done anything on it yet today. And it was so nice to realize, like, taking that time away from my phone, like, it was nice. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I was throwing diving rings for my friend's little six-year-old girl. Like, we were just sitting and chit-chatting hanging out, laughing at people that couldn't work the scanner button to get out of the pool. (laughs) Like, yeah. So double wholesome, being able to lay on my belly that any pregnant listener or mothers that have been pregnant know that pain of not being able to lay on your stomach. And the joy of being able to do that for the first time is excellent. And then just not feeling an attachment to my phone and not being on my phone has been lovely. So, what is your wholesome moment? Do you have one? I do. My wholesome moment doesn't involve me, but I saw it on Facebook, and it was so cute, and it was so sweet. So, essentially, there was a family in Idaho who were in a car wreck, and their dog, Tilly, was ejected from the rear window. Oh. Which has a very sad beginning to the story, because that is terrible. The dog, I guess, being startled, ran off and six strangers stopped to help search for the dog and they searched for hours for this dog could not find Tilly anywhere so finally exhausted and sore the family went home they made a Facebook post with pictures of their dog 
asking if anyone has seen it. If they do see it, can you please contact them? So the Facebook post, and I'm reading this from the site, Facebook post that included a picture of the two-year-old Border Collie and Red Healer mix was shared more than 3,000 times. That's when Tyler, Travis, and Zane Potter recognized the dog from the photo as the same dog they saw on their family farm on Tuesday. Both the Potters and the dog's family think that Tilly was drawn to the farm and their sheep. Travis, one of the family farm owners, says, I think that dog was trying to herd. Oh, <laughs> I know, so cute. So this dog that was ejected was found doing what it was meant to do. But they do have Tilly back. No, that's awesome, though. No, I love those stories like that, where it's like, oh, yeah, we're able to recover this. We're able to come back for it. I mean, I guess there's another wholesome moment that I have. And I, it's like just people being in the community. So we had, it starts off horrible. We had a a Filipino food truck vandalized. Oh, that's terrible. Here in Utah. Um, And there's been a very interesting, like almost targeting of Polynesians and Asian Americans and some of that culture in Utah lately. And so this food truck was vandalized and they were trying to find places for it. Not only did someone step up and, like, redo the paint job on this food truck, mm-hmm. when they reopened, it was up to a two-hour wait. Aww. Because so many people from the community showed up to support this family. That is amazing. That had their food truck vandalized and just, like, never-ending support for them. So it was awesome. That's amazing. I love that. I love those stories. Oh, yeah. So it was definitely a good light at the end of that very dark moment of just they just put like racial slurs and everything across the side of the food truck spray painted it like what is wrong with people i mean seriously what is wrong with people these days stop being assholes <laughs> amen i 100 percent support that it's really not hard just don't do it we can all <laughs> we can have different opinions and still coexist people i mean exactly i'm doing it for years to a point, hopefully people will start being better at it. That's true. Yeah. It's gotten bad lately, though. Yeah. But let's end on the wholesome ones. You have your dog that was caught doing what they needed to do. <laughs> people standing up for him. He was found doing what he was bred to do. And he is returned and home safe with his owners, who I am sure are giving, giving him lots and lots of love. If we have any listeners that haven't watched the old school movie of Homeward Bound. <laughs> what is wrong with you? One of the best. Are, are you saying that to me for recommending that movie? Or <laughs> no, no. How have you not seen that yet? Because maybe people just haven't. It's true. Hmm. There is my recommendation to end this podcast on is to go watch Homeward Bound or any old school just like heart heartwarming heart happy movie that you guys have that just makes you feel good mine is a super oldie mine is meet me in st louis i was raised on those movies i watched those kinds of movies with my grandma growing up so it just reminds me of being able to spend time with my grandma and our time after my grandpa went to bed that was that was our girl time we would watch those movies on what was it turner classic movies it's an old cable channel Huh, never heard of it. Never heard of the movie, never heard of the channel. 
Oh, my goodness. You should watch it. I watch it at Christmas every year. Gotcha. Usually by myself. Tom's Tom's not a huge fan. (laughs) (laughs) He's not excited about it at all? No, not really, no. Get me a bottle of wine and I watch the movie. Perfect. That sounds awesome, though. Yeah. But I guess, I mean, I hope you all are continuing to do random acts of kindness. Yeah. If you have them, if you can. Or hopefully you've been able to notice that they've been done to you. Like someone buying cheese. (laughs) Yes. Or whatnot. And then go back to the old school. Enjoy enjoy a good movie. Enjoy a good heartfelt movie. And hey, maybe try and do it while turning off your phone. Yeah. Leave your phone in the other room. Watch the movie. Just have an unplugged night. Yeah. Or just a vent. Like when is the last time that you sat through a movie or sat through even a Netflix episode of something without having your phone in your hand? Yeah. I honestly am not sure when the last time I did it was. Well, no, Mexico. I didn't have my phone on me all the time on our honeymoon. So yeah. And so maybe that's another challenge is try and enjoy something without your phone. Yeah. Whether it be TV, whether it be a movie. Take a time to enjoy the small things. Oh, yeah. So, but on that note, I am going to go enjoy time with my husband. <laughs> Me too. We appreciate you guys listening. Please remember you can always reach out to on the Instagram, on Facebook, on our email address. Our lovely Jackie here has got us a TikTok. Yeah, I felt really old joining TikTok. <laughs> and... I have been misspelling it this entire time. So <laughs> so find us on there. Let us know if there's anything that you would like to vent about. If you would like to talk about a process, share your story, share your feel good, share wholesome moments or anything really. We are open to share what's bothering you. Listener engagement. Yeah. What's bothering you. Yep. And we're also on Twitter. Oh, I forget about that one. I've never been <laughs> one to tweet or be on Twitter. If that's the right terms. <laughs> I haven't been on it much lately as for the podcast yes but as myself just kind of over it perfect well thank you guys have a good day good night good evening good meal time lunch time break time snack time anytime gym time i wish i was having gym time <laughs> bedtime and we will talk to you later all right bye bye email us at unleashed no judge at gmail.com with any ideas, stories, feedback, or just anything that you would like to discuss with us. Again, that is unleashednojudge at gmail.com. U-N-L-E-A-S-H-E-D-N-O-J-U-D-G-E at gmail.com.